Hi, this is Mike Zapsick, the butt of many a Tell Him Steve Dave jokes, and you're listening to the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. My name is Michael West, and I used to be a spy until... We got a burn notice on you. You're blacklisted. When you're burned, you've got nothing. No cash, no credit, no job history. You're stuck in whatever city they decide to dump you in. Ugh, where am I? Miami. (laughs) 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 You do whatever... You do whatever work comes your way. You rely on anyone who's still talking to you. A trigger-happy ex-girlfriend? Shall we shoot them? (laughs) An old friend who used to inform on you to the FBI. You know spies, bunch of bitchy little girls. Family, too. Hey, is that your mom again? If you're desperate. Someone needs your help, Michael. Bottom line, as long as you're burned, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. <laughs> now let's talk about some other bullshit for two hours and not burn notice. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm sure I sounded completely retarded, but... Your first Sam line was good. Yeah? Yeah, you know, spies, bunch of bitchy little girls. I like that. That was good delivery. Yeah, I tried to give the proper delivery on those as best I could. Yeah. In my, head, in my well, head, they sounded perfect, but, you know. But, see, here's the thing. You're trying to imitate Bruce. Nobody's that good, dude. That's true. Meryl Streep can't even do that shit. Probably not. And she's Meryl fucking Streep. I've never been impressed by her, really. No, but she's, like, the fucking touchstone for, like, who's a great actor or actress? Christopher Plummer couldn't do that well. <laughs> Christopher Plummer? <laughs> That's a Kevin Spacey joke. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> you see that douchebag got pulled over by the police on his way back from court? Smiling like a fucking Cheshire cat the whole time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a douche. So, yeah, uh, do you want to roll right into burn notice then so we don't fucking <laughs> leave it out again? Yeah, why don't we do that? Actually, first, we've got a cliffhanger to catch up on. First. Oh, yeah, my muddy whale. <laughs> that sounds like you butt fucked somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to hear about my muddy whale? <laughs> Come on, I thought we edited all of this Kevin Spacey talk. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your fucking muddy whale, you disgusting sodomite. Anyway, long story short, I couldn't find it between uh, recordings, so I'll have to keep looking. So the cliffhanger Grab the continues. tweezers in a flashlight. <laughs> um. So yeah, you can't find his money. 
<laughs> that's the title of this episode, you know, is Muddy Whale. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> that does, that sounds so fucked up. <laughs> You know, I actually, my brain processed that a split second before I said it, and I was like, I'm definitely <laughs> fucking saying this. <laughs> I am so glad you did. <laughs> I had I had a split second where I almost changed my mind, because I was like, this is going to sound fucked up, and I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm saying it. Yeah, no, always say it, because it leads to moments like this. <laughs> <laughs> that does, that sounds like you were butt-fucking somebody, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be more like a muddy minnow. A <laughs> uh, muddy scrimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the mystery continues. We'll, we'll figure it out. My guess is that it's probably okay by, by now. That was, like, 25 years, uh... No, let's roll that back. That's like 30 years ago. Wow. So I'm guessing that all that dirt has like disintegrated. <laughs> it's probably in the bottom of the box. Take some of that and get it like fucking carbon dated or whatever, and they can tell you the weather conditions of that year. <laughs> oh, I'll put it, I'll, if there's any in there, I'll put it in a vial and we can sell it. <gasps> we can sell it dirt from my muddy whale. <laughs> Genuine muddy whale dirt. <laughs> One hundred percent authenticated dirt from Fitz's muddy whale. Speaking of something like that, have you ever seen? We're not going to talk about burn notice this episode either, are we? Yeah, we are. Let me me, me, me go go down this rabbit hole for a second. Okay. Have you ever seen that old Tony Danza, Danny DeVito movie, Going Bananas or Going Ape? Uh, That sounds familiar. Yeah. It's Tony Danza. I think he inherits orangutans. Okay. And Danny DeVito is their handler. He's like foreign and doesn't speak English or something. Uh, right. This is like from the way or like from the taxi days. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's old. We used to watch it all the time when we were kids. It was fucking, we thought it was hysterical because the monkeys, obviously. I know they're not monkeys, they're apes, but I, whatever. They're fucking monkeys. No, they're not. They're apes. Do we need to get into this? No. Okay. Um, Not South County. Go on. mm. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. He inherits his, I don't know, I think think it was his dad or somebody had a circus or some such shit, and he inherits these orangutans, and he's living in an apartment in New York, right? Okay. And so these these orangutans have to come live with him, and Danny DeVito has to come live with him, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's just... It's as fucked up and ridiculous as you can imagine. Yeah. And as corny and bad as you can imagine from that time period. But uh, the thing that I was going for was there's a part. He's like a con man too, the Tony Danza character. So one of his one of his things was he's um, he sells by mail authentic slivers of Jesus's cross. And they show him, they show him filling the envelopes, and he's sitting at a wooden desk, and he's carving out little pieces off of this wooden desk and dropping them in the fucking envelopes. And I, I want to say he sold something else, like maybe it was like, uh, like slivers of fucking Mickey Mantle's bat or something. Wow. And it was the same thing. So, yeah. So he had two stacks of envelopes, and he was cutting the same wood off the desk for both of them. 
<laughs> but that's always stuck in my mind. I was like, that's fucking genius. A little bit. Yeah, anyway. <sighs> Muddy whale. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Yeah, Muddy Whale is the 2019s. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, let's, let's see if we have the foresight to bring that back occasionally like we do the dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Um, so burn notice, right? Right. As I said before, like I had the first four seasons, watched them many times, and I fucking love them. Season four, I always had a problem with Jesse because... It seemed like they really didn't know what they what they wanted that dude to be. No, it was kind of weird to like bring him. Like it was almost like they thought Bruce Campbell was leaving or something. Kinda. Or or one of the one of the two supporting characters were leaving, and then he was gonna fill the void. But mm-hmm. then it was just then he was just more like a fourth wheel, fifth wheel or whatever. Yeah. It, at first, it felt like they were scared Bruce or uh, Gabrielle were leaving both because. He's got the, early on, the craziness of Fee, where it's like, fuck it, let's just blow shit up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you can't just blow shit up. We've got a plan. Let's stick to it. No, nah, fuck it. I'm, fuck your plan. I'm blowing shit up. Which is annoying, because you haven't grown to love him like you did, Fee. Right. But then at times, he's like, uh, come on, good buddy. We're drinking pals type, mm-hmm. like Sam. But again, you've got the craziness, too, so it's... He's not as endearing, and he's not fucking Bruce, let's be honest. So, he's not charming like Bruce either. But he had this weird mix of, like, asshole... I tweeted about it, I don't. I can't find the tweet, but... I broke down, basically, the four, like, quad-polar voids they thought were there that they were trying to fill with him, mm-hmm. and none of them worked until, like, the last couple episodes... When Maddie called them into the Carlito and was like, look, assholes. Yeah, Jesse, I know. Mike fucked your life up, but he's done nothing but try to help it, help fix his fuck up since. Get over it. Mike, he shot you, but he was trying to save your life by doing it. Get over it. Now shake on it and get over your shit, or I don't care, shake anyway and get over your shit. Until that moment, it's like, I fucking hate this guy. Oh my god, I wish they would just fucking shoot him and dump him somewhere. When they brought him in too, wasn't that... That was... I mean, I don't want to say like jump the shark, but it was almost... Because they finally did get to the burn notice part. I mean, they finally did get to the who burned him part. You know, they finally got to the whole... I mean, the first several seasons, that's all he's doing is working his way towards figuring out who burned him. Mm-hmm. And they eventually did get that answer, but then... Sort of. Sort of, but then they kind of like, then they changed it like a season or two later. Then it was some other dude who was really the master behind all this other shit. And Well, what it was is he had that list. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesse shot him for is because he was trying to get the code, the book to decode the list. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesse shot him and that's why Mike was pissed at him. And that's why Maddie was like, he shot you, get over it. And that's when Jesse turned. But he was chasing down all these people on this list in season five. And he had sort of gotten back into the CIA while trying to still figure out what was going on with the list and figure out all these people. But there was one person on the list that 
Mike was trying to get some info from him, but he went into a safe room. They blew the wall. When they went in, the dude had shot himself, and Mike was like, what the fuck, my last lead? He killed himself. And then they brought in that Anson dude, which he was, like, the head of the organization. It was some, like, deep cover spy organization that got Mike burned. Yeah. that Was, was that Jerry Burns? Was that the Jerry Burns guy? Yes. Yeah. And come to find out, like, all of the fucking shitty things in Mike's life for the last 20 years or so, he had orchestrated to get Mike. Why? It's sort of like a Palpatine-created Anakin in a way where it's like, well, how did he know this specific woman? And how did he know that would lead Anakin to being his apprentice, to being Vader, to taking over the galaxy? You know, it's one of those things you can't look too deep into or else it's like, whoa. Well, at least the Palpatine thing, you know, he's got fucking super magic mojo that he can see the future. Yeah. But this is supposed to be real life, so... Yeah, but, I mean, let's be honest. They're both fucking far-fetched. Well, sure. But even within, like, the reality of Star Wars, that's still a fucking hell of a leap. But, I mean, not, not, to, not to derail the burn notice conversation, but you don't, know, you don't know how many seeds Palpatine planted, though. True. In the same way, it's like Anson was this mastermind of this incredibly detailed plot playing both sides against the middle like Palpatine was, you know? Yeah. And it's equally, I think, far-fetched, even within the world of Star Wars and then within the more realistic world of Burn Notice, they're equally far-fetched. They're one-to-one in their own craziness of their own worlds, equally crazy, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like, he um, caused Mike's dad to have a heart attack, and he replaced Maddie's therapist like six years a year before the show started and all this craziness and he finally kills him but when he kills him that kind of opens another door you know so he does finally resolve the whole burn notice thing i get that it's kind of like on smallville like after season six or so they didn't spend as much time in smallville and everybody's like well you fucking can't call it smallville no more because they're not in smallville and it's like come on And I feel the same way about this, and I was going to get into that. I'm glad you brought it up. I feel the same way because, yeah, in the end, he did figure out the burn notice. He did close that chapter in season five. But the shit that comes out of it that leads into season six and whatnot, Mm -hmm. it's all tied in with that. So I can understand. I don't really understand the argument of like, well, he figured out the burn notice. The show should end. You know what I mean? No, I didn't. I didn't think it should end. No, no, no. Just, I know. It's, but... it's it felt to me that was about the time that it felt like the show changed. It did. The, it did the tone change. and everything, and the, the everything kind of changed in the show, and then mm-hmm. I didn't like it quite as much anymore. Like I really liked those first seasons yeah. where it was where it was um, more simple. Not, yeah. But just like with X Files, I liked the X Files in the first in the earlier seasons where it was more simple before the mythology got too deep. Yeah. Or, or too convoluted and too, um, you know, where it started stepping on itself or getting in the way of the show. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like the X-Men comics where they got so deep and mired in continuity where it's like, I can't even start reading this now. Yeah. I liked it when it was more simple. Like, I don't know, like the equalizer or the a team or something where it was like, Villain of the week. Yeah, like somebody needs help and they come find this guy. And, and the whole time he's trying to work on his own mess of a life. Yeah. And then, you know, he. And it seemed like there was less. Um, something I liked about the earlier seasons too was like the slick 
like MacGyverish yeah gadgets and shit and the, his calm explanations of it while as he's doing it and the reasons mm-hmm. why and all that stuff I, I could be wrong but it felt like there was less of that eventually uh i don't f- feel like that's the case it wasn't like him sitting over a workbench being like to create a bug you need to do this it was more like instead of like you said macgyvery type mm-hmm. shit it was more like when you're a spy on an operation this is how you go about it so it wasn't him describing like how to build a bomb mm-hmm. it was more him describing how to run an op okay but see it's interesting you say that because when they brought Jesse in i f- i really still to this day feel like the show had started spinning his wheel its wheels a little bit because it had gotten to a point where it was like every week Mike's focused on running down the burn notice somebody comes to Sam and is like hey my friend told me you can help Sam comes to Mike and he says and you can interchange Sam or Fiona right. doesn't matter yeah yeah and they're like Mike I need help with this job and he's like I can't I've got a meeting with this guy to chase down the burn notice oh right and then it's like a french bedroom farce where he's yes where he's running between meetings and exactly yeah 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 fee or sam again it's interchangeable it was like really the burn notice again i thought we were helping people and he's like i am but i've got this meeting and it'll help me get my life back together and they're like but you've got a life here mike he goes to this meeting to get the burn notice they go and start the job and then they're like mike we need a fresh face okay but can you run down this lead for my burn notice while i do that so they swap places and then when they brought Jesse in, it was even worse, you know? And like you said, they just brought in a fifth wheel for that. So it was like Sam and Fee fucking go to run down a lead for the client of the week while Jesse and Mike are off in Columbia running an op. So those first four seasons, they were kind of too much villain of the week and it started spinning its wheels. Yeah, when I he agree. got it into did get, it did it and and also it's like how many of these motherfuckers are in Miami? Exactly. Like, like how much fucking how much how much of this shit is act could he actually be involved in in one city? Until the fucking drug dealers and shit are like, "Man, this dude, he was, you know, like 5'11, he's got dark brown hair that slicked back he's got a scar on his chin he was fucking me over and this other dude's like i knew a dude he was a white guy he was 5'11 he had a scar on his chin and his hair wasn't slicked back though yeah after a while he'd be pretty recognizable he would his, exactly. his disguises wouldn't float anymore yeah and one would be like he had a british accent no he sounded kind of nerdy yeah they would all start talking it's like wait the same fucking dude is gaming us mm-hmm so season five, I felt that was a good breath of fresh air where he's working with the CIA and he's getting out of Miami a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's He's true. not an agent, but he's an asset that they are kind of testing the waters to see if they can bring him back in. So I thought that was a breath of fresh air, but they still fell into the trap of we've got a baddie of the week and okay, this week what we're going to do is we're going to turn this dude against his crew that he's had for the last 10 years that was a big thing like season four and five they were like let's turn the crew against the boss or let's turn the boss against the crew and it's like come on guys come on you can't just keep doing this yeah i mean yeah you've got the new spoke on the wheel of he's back into the cia sort of but you can't just keep being like let's turn the boss against the crew you know we're picking apart different things we didn't like but even with all that that's like a testament to the cast that it makes you even you still wanted to watch it every week and i still think it's a good show well i was just gonna say and this will get into spoilers because i don't know how far you've seen um i think i was up to the last season but i know how it ends i mean i know who lives Uh, and who dies and 
Okay, I was going to say, do you want me to get into these spoilers? If you want to, sure. Because I've th- I I've only seen the first episode of season seven. This is your spoiler love. Some bitches don't get bothered. This is a spoiler love. As of right now, I think season six might be my favorite season. Because it's sort of like, why is Empire Strikes Back? back the best star wars movie it's not on its own the best star wars movie it's with a new hope and return of the jedi they make that movie better okay it's because of all the shit that came before and like i said earlier i love those first three seasons specifically Mm -hmm. those are rock fucking solid season four it's got the problems with jesse until they have their little powwow and smooth things over season five It's good, but they rely too much on the turn the boss against the crew. But season six, uh, Anson gets shot by this dude, and it kills his brother Nate. Which, that is a fucked up episode, and it is really sad. Oh shit, his brother got killed? Are you fucking with me? No, I'm I'm serious. I must not have been up to there. Oh, I thought, well, fuck, now I feel like an asshole. (laughs) No, I I told you, go ahead and do it, because who knows how long it'll be before I actually get to watch that. Yeah, but you were like, oh, I know who lives and dies. Well, at the very end of the series. Okay, who dies at the end of the series? I know, too, but I'm going to watch it soon. His mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, she ends up sacrificing herself. I don't know how, because I haven't seen it yet, but she ends up sacrificing herself. Yeah, no, I read the the spoiler when it it aired, because I... Me, too. I wanted to know, because I I knew I wasn't... Because I've told this before, but, like, when our kids... Our first kid was born was, like, when... It must have been season six, I guess. Okay. Um, and our shit just got backed up and backed up and backed up on the TiVo, like the Mm-mm. on the DVR. Yeah. And we'd try to catch up on burn notice, and then eventually it was like it just got out of hand, and it was like our DVR was full, and it was like fuck, we're never gonna fucking catch up with this, so we just ended up stop watching it. Yeah. Same happened with Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. you saying that specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Same happened with all that shit. Yeah. But yeah. They were running an op to get Anson in this hotel. Mm-hmm. And his brother kept kind of getting in the way. You know how Nate was. He was right. always fucking shit up. Yeah. And Mike was always really hard on him. Haha, <laughs> I said hard on. And Mike told him, you're fucking... Because they're trying to stake out this place and Nate orders four pizzas. And Mike goes, what the hell are you doing? You don't order four pizzas to one hotel. One tiny hotel room. And he's like, oh, sorry. And he's like, get out. You have compromised this operation th- two or three times now because another time there's a party going on and Mike's like, that's going to scare ants and I'm going to go take care of it. Well, Nate pimps in and he's like, there's bed bugs. You better leave. And they're like, ew, bed bugs. And Mike's like, what are you doing? He goes, well, I got him to leave. He goes, okay, now what are we going to do if the entire hotel clears out? Anson's going to be fucking suspicious when he comes in and nobody's here. He goes, you're jeopardizing this. And he's like, oh shit, sorry, bro. I didn't know. And then he orders the four pizzas and Mike's like, get out. Leave through the back so Anson doesn't show up and see you. Get out. So Nate leaves. A hooker comes to this room. Anson paid her to grab something out of this room and bring it to him at the uh, hotel or at the airport in, I think it was Newark, or Atlantic City. And uh, Mike's like, oh shit, that's like a half hour away. We'll never make it there in time. Anson will be gone before we get there. And they're like, shit. And he goes, I got it. Because there's a casino because it's Atlantic City. He calls Nate and he's like, Nate, just try to stop him. Don't let him see you. But keep an eye on or No, not try to stop him. Keep an eye on him. So 
we know where he's at and we can you can tell us which way he goes and we can try and capture him. And he's like, okay. Well, Nate goes up to him, punches him, and he's like, I'm fucking Nate Weston, asshole, or something like that. Oh, Jesus. Takes him outside with a gun to his back, and they're waiting for Mike. Mike shows up, he starts walking towards him, and a gunshot rings out. Blood splatters all over Nate's face. Anson goes down. Nate's got a hole in his fucking chest because it's a high-powered rifle, and it shot straight through Anson, straight through Nate, and lodged into the sign of the hotel. Mike picks grabs him as he's going down he ends up dying maddie won't talk to mike for a couple episodes so mike he starts trying to chase down the dude that's the end of the burn notice he finally got the last fucking piece of that puzzle but now he's got to find who nate's killer is gotcha okay so that's what i mean by like even when the burn notice is solved there's still a reason for the show to go on you know yeah Okay. Um, and they had brought in John C. McGintley as the dude who trained Mike. So he's running around with him too. So Mike starts chasing down the dude who killed his brother. He catches that dude, and this is all in season six. He catches that dude and he's like, huh, who do you think fucking ordered me to kill Anson? And Mike's like, I don't know. He goes, Card, the dude who trained you. His name was Tom Card. So he's like, call him. I bet you he'll say this. Mike calls him. Or he says, call him, tell him you let me go or you didn't catch me. I bet you he'll say this. Mike calls him, tells him that. And he tells him exactly what the shooter told him he would say. And he ended the call with, I'm proud of you, kid. And the dude looks at him and goes, did he tell you he's proud of you? And Mike looks at him and goes, yeah, I read in your file. You really like that. Oh. So Mike knows that this dude that killed his brother is not lying. He's still super pissed at him, but they're stuck in like, Colombia or Venezuela or something with the dude who killed his brother and he's like okay you're gonna help me take down card so they grab him and they fucking they hijack a uh, drug cartel's plane which remember that because it comes back they um start to make it they get into some shit with the drug cartel they finally make it back to Miami the dude who shot his brother meets with card they're on the run. They burn down the loft and everything. They're on the run. They're all dead. That's the story they tell. Mike busts in on a meeting between the dude who killed Nate and Tom Card. Card shoots the dude who killed Nate, kills him, and Mike shoots Card. So it's like, well, that's done. But except it's not because Card's backup for this meeting with this assassin finds him dead and like CIA swoops in. They shut down the building. So Mike's still on the run. From Mm. the CIA, because he killed a top-ranking CIA official. Gotcha. And that's basically the thrust of the rest of Season 6, which is them trying to get the money together, Patton Oswalt's in, like, three episodes. Mm. Even he can't bring down Season 6 and how great it is. Yeah, well, he's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too, and he doesn't ruin that, so... Exactly, yeah. And he's showed up in that a lot, because there was, like, six... I wanted to say twins, but like sex tuplets or some shit, and he played all of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's in like three episodes, and he plays a smuggler that they're, they basically fucking ruin his life because they need like a million dollars because the dude who's going to make their fake passports and shit to get him out of the country so they can try to fix all of this shit with him killing Card says it'll be 200,000 per person. Well, it's him, it's Jesse, it's Fee, it's Sam, and it's Maddie. 
And they've got this new chick chasing them down, too. So they need a million dollars, and, like, they're stealing shit from Oswald's warehouse where he keeps all his stuff, and that leads into all kinds of all kinds of shit that's still villain of the weeky, mm-hmm. but it, there's a new spin on it, so it feels fresh and new, you know? Okay. And during the course of some of that shit, Sam gets shot, and they go to this doctor, and he's, like, nearly on death's door. So they go to this uh, doctor that Fee knew. Well, this new CIA lady that's chasing him makes a deal with the cartel down in, like I said, it was uh, Venezuela or something, Mm -hmm. that they stole the plane from to get a hit squad to take out all of them. Uh. Because as far as she knows, he just walked into a meeting and killed a CIA asset and a top brass of the CIA. So that goes down, and let's see what happens after that. Oh, you remember Jason Bly from the earlier seasons? He was the CSS agent that came in and was ruining Mikey's life for a little while, and then Mikey blackmailed him. And then the next season, they were in a bank heist together, because Bly had showed up to be like, ha ha, fuck you, I'm back. And then there was this bank heist that went down, and Mikey basically saved his life because he got shot and Bly was like look we're good dude yeah that sounds familiar well he comes back to try and help Mike clear his name sort of because Mike is like you know she's doing like dirty dirty shit and he's like you got proof kid and he's like well be here at this time and you'll find out which also going back to earlier in season six Fee was in jail because at the end of season five she gave herself up I don't know if you remember that Uh, yeah I do remember that Okay, well, she was in jail for, like, the first three or four episodes. Because didn't she blow up a building on accident? Or Well, when they were chasing Anson, Anson had used Larry, Tim Matheson, right. on a job, and she had put a bomb on the one window to try and kill Larry to put an end to his shit. Yes, I well, remember Well, that this. bomb blows up and kills Larry, but the lobby of this bank blows up, too, and it kills two guards right and so she thinks that but it wasn't really her bomb that did it it was exactly yeah it was was set up yeah yeah and mike was like why did you put bombs in the lobby and she goes mike i didn't and anson for the rest of the season five uses that against mike to get him to keep doing shit for him because anson was trying to rebuild the organization yes i do remember that well fee gave herself up so she's in jail and that's totally new and interesting too you know Mm mm-hmm so they deal with all of that, and um, anyway, while she was in jail, Bly was interviewing her, so it was like, oh, cool, they brought that dude back. Well, later in the season, towards the end, he came back trying to help Mike, sort of. He shows up, he gets the evidence they need to clear their names. A security guard comes up, because they were at a marina, where she was meeting with the cartel. A security guard comes up, and he's like, what the hell's going on here? And they're like, uh, they tell him some bullshit. He gets on his mic, says something in Spanish. Turns around, looks at her, and Mike goes, get out, grenade, because the, the dude threw a grenade in. Well, Bly ends up blowing up blowing up all the evidence, too. Oh, shit. So it's like a series of fucking fuck yous to Mike. <laughs> wow. So he gets on this um, ship, and he basically tells this lady, because the, the National Guard's there, the Coast Guard or something, and they're ready to blow up this cartel yacht because she can't be found on a cartel yacht because... If he goes in and is like, well, she was making deals with the cartels, and they'll be like, well, yeah, why were you on that yacht, you know? Mm-hmm. So basically, he convinces her before the National Guard or whatever blows up the boat to be like, well, they're going to kill us, and either you fucking confess or we're both going to die. 
So she confesses the CIA locks Mike. They were in Panama. That's where it was with the cartels. Okay. Because earlier then, Mike told Fiona while they were building some device, he told, she said, uh, this is what I want. Us together just doing shit, helping people. Well, they get locked up for like three weeks. Then suddenly these guards come in, get Sam, Mike, Jesse, and Maddie, and bring them out. And they're like, where's Michael? Where's Michael? And they're like, ma'am, just come on. I can't tell you anything. They go outside. Mike's all clean cut in a suit looking fucking James Bondy and shit. And she's like, what are you doing? And he goes, well, I made a deal. And she goes, so you're back in. And he's like, well, kind of. She goes, what about us fucking getting out of all this shit and going away? And he was like, it was the only option I had. And she's like all boohooey and shit. And that's how season six ends. So it's this real fucking crazy roller coaster of for most of the season, he's on the run. It starts with Fee in prison. He They go on the run. They chase down. They finish all the burn notice shit. He fucking kills top brass of the CIA. And at the end, he makes this fucking deal to basically save their asses so they don't fucking rot in prison. Mm, okay. I watched the first episode of season seven where they show the deal he made, which is like he's going to go deep undercover as like a drunken ex-spy. Basically, the pilot, but instead of Miami, he was dropped in wherever they dropped him now. Okay. To meet this dude that he used to work with that they've been hunting. Mm. And... He made this deal to save everybody else, and Maddie's adopting Nate's son because his mom fucking went off the rails. Um, basically, none of them really have any contact with each other. So oh. it's like Mike holds them all together, and when he's not there, they just go on about their business. I got you. And there's this assassin dude, I guess is what he is, who went to um, the pool where Sam was hanging out, and he was like acting French or some shit, and he's asking all these questions about Mike, and Sam's like, wait, you're a fucking phony, aren't you? And the dude's like, what? So Sam busts him, and then uh, Sam goes to talk to Jesse about it, and Jesse's like, I can't talk to you, dude. I'm working for this security company now, and somebody just hacked our system. And Sam basically tells him, well, the fucker who did it is looking for Mike for some reason, and he fucks up the whole thing with Maddie and kind of confuses her into telling that Mike's undercover and almost ruins Mike's cover in this mission. And Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's a whole big fucking ball of wax, and that was just the first episode of season seven. But yeah, so far, season six has been my favorite season because it's got, you know, so much new shit, but with these characters, you've grown to love over five years now at that point. So yeah, it's really fucking good. I can't wait to finish it, but I'm going to be sad when I do. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when that show started. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was another one that I found, like, Supernatural, where it was just by accident, mm -hmm. and it just happened to catch it the night that it premiered. Yeah, it, like, got me right from the opening. I was like, oh, this is fucking different. Mm -hmm. But it felt it felt kind of 80s. Yeah. And it's, what would you call it, the... Um, Conceit, maybe? Yeah, I guess so, or, or it's format. Setup? Yeah, format. It felt like very 80s, and I liked the mm -hmm. uh, the sunny Miami location, you know, and the environment that they're in. It was kind of like uh, Miami Vice and uh, fucking Grand Theft Auto all mixed together. Yeah, it's like Miami Vice, A-Team, MacGyver, all thrown into a blender and thrown out with, you know, better, you know, like storytelling and shit. Yeah. And like you said, it 
it's different because it's like you've got this beautiful fucking Miami with the beaches and the ocean and the palm trees and all that and the fucking half-naked women and mm. all of this fucking awesome scenery and then you get into the underbelly and it's like, wow, this shit ain't as pretty as it looks, is it? Mm-hmm, right. See, I can't remember if My Name is Bruce came out before that started or not, but I, I know I was in from the beginning and I... I can't remember how I found it because I was watching Raw at the time, so I don't know if like I saw a promo. You probably saw Raw a promo for it, yeah. You probably saw an ad for it, or I don't know if it was that, or if somehow I saw Bruce talking about it. Because I don't know that how the timeline on that plays out. Because it was all around then when I got like really hardcore into Bruce and all of his stuff. Well, I mean, I guess the Old Spice commercials were before that, and I I had gotten into all of his work before around the time of the old spice stuff so i don't know but yeah i was there from the beginning too and i remember my dad fucking hated the show oh really because everything seemed like so much bullshit i guess i don't like like there's they fucking can't do that that sounds like my dad no i don't i don't think it was that but it's just i don't know i don't really know why he didn't like it but the only reason i was able to watch it is because ma liked it too Mm, okay but he was always like, fucking, this show's stupid. I don't get it. Why? I don't know why he likes it. It's fucking dumb. And it's like, eh, well, go watch MASH for the fucking 97th time. MASH, ugh. I know. MASH makes me want to hang myself. I know. Uh, see, MASH was always one of those shows, and I'm sure I've said this before, where, like, he would bitch at me if I watched a movie more than once. Mm-hmm. But any time an episode of MASH was on, he had to watch it. And it's like, how can how can you watch fucking? Is it okay for you to watch Mash like, like I said, ninety seven times? Mm-hmm. But if I watch a movie more than once, I'm running it into the ground. Like fucking Mash is terrible, dude. Wake up. Yeah, I used to watch it though when I was a kid. Well, yeah, so did I. Because what else are you gonna do? Right. I remember being really upset when they, when they when it was going off the air, which is really weird. Like, why the fuck would a little kid be upset that they? I guess I guess because it was something that had always been around, and then it was not going to be there anymore. And I have a problem with that. Yeah, I I've said that before about Simpsons. Yeah, it's like I don't really like the show anymore. I don't watch it except for Treehouse of Horror. But if they were like Simpsons isn't coming back next year, I'd be like no, because it f- feels like it should always just be there. Right. But anywho, yeah, that's that's Burn Notice so far. I need to get back and watch that. I have so many fucking things I should be. I need to watch that I'm never probably going to get to watch. Punisher just just dropped. Oh fuck me! It did, didn't it? <laughs> God damn it! Time travel. <laughs> uh, yep, like a month ago. Shit balls. Yeah, I st- still haven't watched season three of uh, Daredevil. Me neither. Which, that's one I really want to watch, because that's still my favorite of all of them. Oh, yeah, easily it's the best one. What's interesting to me about Burn Notice is that I've, I've heard that they wanted to do a uh, spinoff with Sam and Jesse. Oh, with Sam and Jesse? Uh-huh. Hmm. I don't know about that, but, yeah, I was thinking they were going to do a, a spinoff with just Sam. I thought that's what that Sam Axe movie was supposed to be about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a test. Which it's surprising how much they pulled from that show, from that movie. Like in season five, they brought that girl back, and those two agents come back a couple times. Oh yeah, yeah, that was an okay movie. Yeah, it's not the greatest. If it wasn't Bruce, it would have been like, why'd you bother? Right. Yeah, it was but kind of so-so. It, 
Uh, yeah, and it's one of those tales that it's like it's not really necessary. Oh, definitely not. It was definitely not not necessary. Yeah, you don't need to know why he's fucking sipping mojitos in fucking Miami mm-hmm. when Mike fucking gets dumped off from a plane. You don't. It's not important. But it is a nice extra little color onto him. You actually get to see him in action. But yeah, it does seem like they were trying to set something up with that. But nah, I guess not. Yeah. But supposedly after season seven, there were talks about doing a uh, Sam and Jesse spinoff. Hmm. And I was like, well. That would have been okay, I guess. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I was still, I only had the first four seasons, so I was like hardcore anti-Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still kind of anti-Jesse, but the only the only thing that would make me think that show might not work is the dynamic. Like, you kind of needed the Michael, the straight character. Yeah. Or, like, the ser- serious character. I guess he's not really yeah, a straight yeah. man, but... Well... Like, the more the more serious... I mean, kind of compared to Bruce, he is the straight man. Yeah, but um, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jesse's kind of just, like, a goofy, like... Yeah, he's, like, the goofier version of Sam. Right, and Sam is, you know, Sam. And it's, like, you kind of need that anchor of... Straight-laced. Yeah, otherwise then it becomes just a straight-up comedy. Yeah, I wonder if that's how Better Call Saul is. I've never watched Breaking Bad, so I don't know. But I've heard that was, like, super serious. And then I think Better Call Saul is, like, more kind of, of comedic. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It could be. Um, I can't believe I forgot this. There's an awesome moment in Season 6 with Sam. Like, after he got shot, and this Doctor of Fees saves him. Like, at one moment, he dies on the table. And I say table, it's a pool table, because they literally took Sam to this dude's house. Yeah. He's a doctor that got disbarred or whatever. You fucked him on a pool table? Is that what you said? Oh. But uh, the the doctor pulls the bullet out, and he goes, I I lost his pulse. I'm losing him. He needs CPR. So Mike starts doing CPR, and Fee gives him mouth to mouth. Mm -hmm. And after he wakes up, Sam's like out of it, obviously, and he's like, "What happened?" Mike starts explaining it to him. He goes, "I don't, I don't know. I got this weird like vision of Fee giving me mouth to mouth." And Mike's like, "Yeah." And uh, Sam goes, "Please tell me you took a picture." <laughs> and Mike goes, "No, I was kind of busy at the moment." He goes, "Damn." <laughs> and it was a great fucking moment. And that's another thing. You remember in the beginning how fucking Sam and Fee despised each other? Because yeah, kind of, yeah. Sam kind of fucked over a deal for Fee, I think. But by the time season six comes around, they're as bonded as Mike is with Fee or Mike is with Sam. They've got that same bond. Yeah. And it's pretty cool to see how it changed like that. Because all through the first season and a little bit in the second, they're kind of button heads yeah so it is nice to see that change and see them actually finally grow to like and respect each other and shit yeah but anyway yeah that's burn notice love that fucking show man whenever you do watch it it will be interesting to see what you think because like i said it's really good and it goes totally different ways than you expect and i am about to start season three of ash vs evil dead too oh yeah i gotta get around to fucking watching that too yes you do god damn it after I finish these, I'm going to be Bruceless. No way. <laughs> I've just got one more Bruce show I've got to get after that, then. What, Briscoe? 
No, I got that. Oh, you have Briscoe County? Yeah, that's the one I wanted to get you, if I could find it for 12 bucks again, because that's how much I paid for it. Oh, okay. That's a show you need to watch, though, if you can find it, because that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I remember watching a few of them when they were first airing, mm-hmm. and being like, what the fuck? I don't get it. It's a real anachronistic show. Oh, yeah, it's it's nutty from what I remember. Mm-hmm. It's but, like a Western Evil Dead, almost. Kinda, yeah. It's, yeah, it's... That's like the humor to, of Evil Dead in a Western setting. You know, the, kind of the best way to describe it would be Army of Darkness. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, it's that. It's like fucking wacky cornball shit instead of in medieval times, like in the Old West. Mm hmm. And it's got a real sci fi bend to it, too. There's time travel and all kinds of weird Oh, I know. Shit I like remember that. that. I, I, I watched it. I mean, I watched it a lot, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I think I watched yeah. at least half a season. But then it started getting really weird, like like you said, like real sci-fi kind of. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm don't, not sure what's supposed to be going on here. Well, that's it starts out pretty straight Western, right? Um. Or did they bring that, that Orby thing? Was that in there from the beginning? Wasn't there like a... Yeah. Some kind of sci-fi orb thing? Yeah, that was in the pilot that they find Oh, it was? There. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The network was getting involved. It's kind of like fucking... Um, Firefly? Yeah. Thank, why couldn't I remember that? Where the network kept getting involved and being like, well, you're being too funny. Don't be funny. Mm-hmm. You're being too sci-fi. Don't be so sci-fi. They did the same thing with that. So they got these weird, uneven episodes where it's like, they do an episode with real hardcore sci-fi elements and time travel, and then the next one is like, an old west bank robbery mm-hmm. and then the next one is some crazy sci-fi thing with this zeppelin like f- a few years before zeppelins were a thing you know mm-hmm. and then the next one is a girl is tied on train tracks and she's got to be saved well that's what i remember it being was kind of like I, I don't i don't get it yeah like i want to like it and but it was and maybe I would like, I probably would like it now, but at the time it was like too out there, I think. Yeah, and it was real uneven. If you watch it in order, it does work better. Like you marathon it in order, mm-hmm. it works better. But I can see how if you watched it like week to week, you'd be like, this fucking show's stupid. Yeah. Because you would watch it and be like, it's a sci fi western. Got it. Then the next episode, there's no sci fi or even mention of it. Mm-hmm. It would just, it it's because of network involvement had a real identity crisis speaking of firefly um i read the first two issues of that new firefly comic series oh okay it's pretty good it is it um the writing's real good the story's pretty good the dialogue is pretty much spot on like the characterizations and the way the characters speak to each other felt very much like the show the the art is garbage. <laughs> you don't like comic art. Surprise, surprise. Well, it's not it's not that I don't even like the necessarily like the art. It's not, <laughs> it's not that all the art is that bad, but nobody looks like what they're supposed to fuck. Like they don't none of them look like the fucking people. It's like, did you even try? Are you drawing a fucking I don't know. It's it's really weird. It's like it can't be that I mean I don't know how to draw. Let's let me just put a disclaimer on that. I can't draw for shit. So knowing that, I'm going to say it can't be that fucking hard. 
for somebody who knows how to draw faces to draw a fucking face that looks like Nathan Fillion and not like a fucking... I mean, it's almost like there was a mandate that said you cannot actually use his likeness. Well, that's what I was going to say. Maybe they don't have the likeness rights. But how could you not have the likeness rights if you have the the rights to the show? Doesn't that go hand in hand with the license for the show? <sighs> you would think, but sometimes no. But I mean, it's not just them. It's like any like I I said something online about this. It's like the same way with almost every licensed or you know like a franchise, like a, a film or TV franchise that they try to do comics of. Mm-hmm. Like half the time, it's not even close. Well, I was gonna say sometimes you see like an over the top cartoony caricature that you can look at it and be like, oh yeah, that's him. Because look at those Star Wars Adventures comics. Yeah. That's That's an over-the-top cartoony caricature of Alden Ehrenreich. You can see him in there, though. Yeah, yeah, that's different. That's not what I I mean. I mean, like, this doesn't look like... I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying that to support your argument. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it is. It's over-the-top and cartoony, but you can look at that and be like, oh, yeah, that's him. Because the way they make his eyes kind of squint sometimes, it looks like it's Right, and it's reasonable enough that Mm -hmm. you can look at it and go, yeah, that that looks vaguely like him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks enough like him that it's passable. I can believe that that's that human yeah. being, that real life mm-hmm. human being. Yeah. But I don't know. The art's just not that good. It, I mean, it's even even not looking like the characters, the real life actors. I mean, not looking like the actors that play the characters. They're just they're not very good drawings of people anyway. <laughs> mm, that's disappointing. Yeah. But the storyline's good. The the dialogue's good. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, you told me to check them out. I just haven't yet. That's so hard for me, dude. You don't understand. To read digital comics? Yeah, especially, especially on my phone, but just digital oh, comics. I, I keep forgetting that. Yeah, that sucks. I keep forgetting that you have to read it on your phone. I was hoping or looking into trying to get like a tablet or something that I could turn my phone into a hotspot and use it for that. But it's yeah. just like, that's kind of a pain in the balls, though. Like, I couldn't use it in the summer because my phone heats up too much when it's warm outside. Well, the thing the thing is, like, with Comixology, yeah. you, you download it to the device. So you'd only have to use the hotspot for a few minutes. Well, that's true. And then you read it. You read this stuff locally. I wonder if I... I should check that. I should shut up, like, download something off of there mm-hmm. and then shut off data on my phone and see if it would work. Because sometimes apps on my phone... If I don't have data, it just won't even load it. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Because, like, if I go to YouTube to even be like, well, I want to see how many or what the last video was uploaded or something before I lost internet, it'll just say lost connection, check your connection, and fucking try again or something. Yeah, well, that's kind of different because it's got to talk to the server to get the information. But the comics, I think, would work as long as the app will open without data turned on, which I, I mean, I would imagine that. It could if it allows you to read stuff offline. Yeah, I should check that. But yeah, as long as that would open, it would be on your, you know, it's just a, not a PDF, but a whatever kind of format file that their yeah. comics are in. It's actually on your phone somewhere. And then well, the yeah, because I thought it. about that before because it was like, well, then, because you've told me before, like about Boomerang. Because mm-hmm. like I could do that. And if you've, still got that when the new Scooby show starts I could watch that through that you know mm-hmm. 
but it's like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I just talked myself out of it, and I was like, fuck it. <laughs> mm, okay. Maybe I will look into it at some point, but yeah, I did. I talked myself out of it in a big, bad way. There was something else I wanted to tell you Bruce-related, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, yeah, there was that. He's They announced on a New Year's Eve stream that he's going to be the new host of a uh, uh, Ripley's, Ripley's Believe, Believe It or, or Not reboot. That's going to be fucking yeah. cool. That's another one of those things that's like, fuck, I wish I could watch that. Yeah, I probably won't. As we mentioned, I don't have time to watch Jack shit anymore. Yeah. But that's a fucking cool show idea. I, I remember... Um, Dean Kane. No, I never watched that one. I'm talking about oh, Jack Palance. Oh, goddamn old. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of the Dean Cain years either because it seemed like it just turned into grotesque bullshit. But I don't I don't care what it is. If Bruce is there, I'm in. Yeah. No, hopefully they'll go back to the original format. Hang yeah. on one second. Okay. Well, I ain't quite sure what the hell's going on, but one of them boys done fucked up. So bear with us, cause we's experiencing some technical difficulties. Give it just a minute, they'll get their shit figured out, I promise you. Hello? You good? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I'm back. Speaking of comicsology, they were looking for the for the iPad. So my oh. kids read, or have been reading... Uh, spider ham before we go to bed oh awesome that book is actually pretty fucking good that the old uh, one from like the from yeah three that's surprisingly yeah. decent i mean it's not it's, it's surprisingly well, well well written for for what it is you know yeah what wasn't that just some kind of like jokey type stuff or no yeah no it's jokey stuff it's like that's um, what i thought yeah like everybody everything's an animal yeah peter porker and all that good stuff yeah it's pretty good it's I mean, honestly, it looks like it was written yesterday. I mean, it looks wow. like a like a bongo comic or something that that could have been came out yesterday. That's how clean it looks. Which, by the way, bongo went out of business. They shut down. That's sad. Yeah, that sucks. Um, but yeah, Bruce Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, yeah, I remember growing up watching the Jack Palance Ripley's Believe It or Not. I remember watching the one on the Elephant Man. How was that different? Because you said you hope they go back to that format. Because it wasn't so much the gross-out shit. It was, I mean, it was gross-out shit, but there was a lot of, like, supernatural stuff, too. Like, a lot of, like, ghosty-type stuff. And Okay. You know, it wasn't all just, like, fucking, this person's fingernails are six feet long type shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, like, ghosty-type stuff, you remember Unsolved Mysteries, where it would always be like, this chick was murdered, this chick was raped, and then they'd be like... Here's a ghost story. And it'd be like, oh! Uh-huh. I do remember also Unsolved Mysteries. I love that. I love Unsolved I Mysteries. I, re- I love In Search Of. Yeah. All that shit. I remember just Unsolved Mysteries when I was little because it was like fucking, here's a murder, a grotesque murder. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. That's like the first boring. place I learned about the Black Dahlia. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Muddy Whale. No, not the Muddy <laughs> Whale. That came years later. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Robert Stack, bro, hosting that show. That's fucking Ultra Magnus in the Transformers movie. Alright. Calm down, nerd. No. I'm sorry I'll put that fucking nerd dick back in my pants. I'm sorry I didn't mean to embarrass you. Don't get it caught in the zipper. <laughs> 
but yeah, it's, uh, I remember that, and it would be like, this chick was murdered, and her head was caved in, then they'd be like, there was a ghost that fucking haunted this house, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh! I think, was, um, was that, was it on there that they had that, um, that fucking haunted doll in the Florida Keys? Wasn't that on Unsolved oh! Mysteries one time? That might have been, yeah. Yeah, fucking scared the shit out of me, dude. Yeah. Oh, whenever they would do Robert. that shit, I remember just being like, oh. Yeah, was the doll's name Robert? Uh, it could be. I don't remember. Didn't Q say that he actually went there and saw that doll? Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. And I think he said that's what the Chucky stuff was based on. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Because, like... Dude, I'm giving I the think fucking the... chills right now. It's giving, uh, yeah, it's like... giving me the fucking heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. <laughs> The legend around it is like if you go there, you've got to ask to take a picture, and if like uh-huh. you snap Otherwise a picture, it you. yeah, and people Fuck. will like come back and be like, "I'm so sorry," and offer like a gift or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, oh, it kind of sounds like the kissing skull to me, but mm. a little bit, but you know, but uh, still, it's... I wouldn't fucking be fucking around with that shit. No, no, but yeah, it sounds kind of fun though. Mm-hmm. But, um... Man, the thing looks like a fucking human child. I know. Almost. It's so fucking creepy and featureless and smooth and... I know. Oh, my God. He's fucking terrifying. Okay. Okay. Let's stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting freaked out. Let's stop. Yeah, and you're in the basement. I'm in the basement by myself. (laughs) I was going to say, the creepiest part of the house. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... But um, you asked me what the one Bruce show is that I still need to get. Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. I don't remember that one. It was a half hour show teamed with like a futuristic sci-fi show where he played like this dandy back in like the 1700s or something. Mm -hmm. Almost like a spy type show. It was real swashbuckly from what I've heard. I've never seen an episode, but I want to get it someday because it is on DVD. Oh, was it? Hang on, let me look it up. I might, I might be remembering that now. It was a syndicated show too, uh, like Hercules or something. Sort of, yeah. I wonder if that was he like a highway, like a highwayman. Yes, yes, yes. Real. I think I do remember like that. that. I've never seen an episode, but it sounds 2000 fucking fun. Two thousand to two thousand. <laughs> yeah, they only did one season. Well, they, Bruce said that Ash vs. Evil Dead was the first show he ever got where he was the lead that went past one season. Oh, shit. Vern Troyer was in that movie? On that show? Oh, yeah. I guess so. Rest in peace. Yeah. No, this is not the show that I was thinking of. Oh, okay. I don't think. Like I said, I've never seen an episode. As far as I know, it's fucking terrible and sucks. But I read about it in his books, and it's Bruce, so I want it. Yeah. We could talk about Pinewood Derby. Okay, yeah, because I don't know much about that type of stuff. Because when you first posted that thing on Twitter, it was like, oh, he's going to fucking build a car for his kid to sit in and ride? And it's like, wait, no, that's soapbox. That's it? soapbox derbies. No, Pinewood Derby is just like, they give you a block of wood and some wheels, and they say, make a fucking car out of this. Make a car, asshole. Yeah, and then it runs down a fucking big metal ramp. Yeah. Then whoever's fastest wins. Yeah, I never did nothing like that. I didn't either. Which is why I go overboard and, like, fucking make fucking crazy-ass cars. I put way more fucking work into these stupid cars than I should. I was gonna say, yes, I think I did say it to you. 
the way you put so much crazy effort and attention to details into shit like these Pinewood Derbies or their Halloween costumes, that is fucking amazing to me. Because you do, I forget what it was from, but that one year you did that paper mache mask with the spikes on it for the kid. Oh, from Legend of Zelda? Yeah, that was fucking cool, dude. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that. That turned out pretty good. Yeah. I don't know, it's an excuse for me to, like, do artsy, creative shit like that, whereas I would never, ever probably do it for myself. Yeah. Or have the time to do it for myself, but if it's something for them, then I can fucking go crazy. Yeah, you can use them as an excuse to make yeah, time for it. Yeah, which is kind of bad in the Pinewood Derby thing, because I end up doing most of the work, and that's not really the way it's supposed to be, I don't think. You know, it's supposed to m- mostly be the kid doing the work. Yeah, well. But the stuff that they want to make, it's like, they can't fucking make that. You know, yeah, so I try like... to, and you're supposed to do it together, too. It's not supposed to be just the kid. I think you're supposed, it's, it's, the whole point yeah. is to, like, work on a project together. Yeah. So... But, I mean, my kids, it's like pulling teeth to get them to fucking do anything. So, that doesn't involve a video game or a fucking YouTube. <laughs> what? I sneezed as I was trying to laugh at, oh. your, at your fucking... It doesn't involve fucking a video game or YouTube. <laughs> but... Nice job, grumpy old man Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> this year they both get to race. They both get to make a car this year. So now I got two oh. cars to make. Oh. And this year, the little one, of course, wants a Batman car. Of course. Well, I was going to say, you said earlier, or a minute ago, you said, they never want shit that's easy. They, <laughs> The shit they pick is like, they can't do that. I was going to say, yeah, the one's like, give me the 89 Batmobile. Let's make that. And the other one's like... Let's make something else crazy. Neither one's like, let's make a fucking moving van. <laughs> you know, yeah. something that's just a box. He wants a Batman car, so I, we picked out a shape. It's not, It doesn't look like a fucking Batmobile, but um, <laughs> it's just like a standard style of Pinewood car. Yeah. And then we're going to paint it black and decorate it. But he's like talking about he wants fucking a Batman versus Superman car. So he wants like Batman and Superman fighting on the car. So at one point it was like, he wants fucking Batman swinging on a rope made out of Legos. <laughs> like we're going to, actually, it was, started out where we were going to mold these figures. Okay. We we're going to mold them, he said. I'm like, I'm not fucking sculpting figures. Okay. To, to fucking have a Batman fighting a Superman on the hood of this car. Dad, Batman's ears are longer. Do it again. Right. And then I was like, well, what if we did it Legos? And he's like, okay. And then. It was just like, what is this? A fucking rolling diorama? This is not. A, this is, you can't race this, dude. You get one track, not four. Scale it down. So I think I've, I, I, I think we might have talked him down to like some more reasonable, like sticker decorations, to to show Batman fighting Superman. Yeah, and not actual three dimensional fucking action figures glued to the top of this fucking thing not a six foot tall diorama <laughs> with battery powered moving parts oh, wait this this one isn't the, the, the even the crazy one so then the older one wants... dad can we put a bat signal on it? i said i said what kind what kind of car do you want he's like ah oh, team fortress 2 let's do a team fortress 2 car i'm like okay what what do you want this car to look like okay what's team fortress and he's like 2? i don't know i was like well what about a um I was thinking, like, what about a, I found a shape, a template for, like, a Humvee shape. 
Okay. A car. I was like, what if we what if we made a car like that and then like put some logos and stuff on the side and you know painted a camouflage or whatever the fuck and it kind of he was like, oh yeah, like that truck that's in that video. I guess they did like promotional videos for this game. Okay. Like little uh, like animated vignettes or whatever for each character in the game. Mm-hmm. And this one video is called Meet the Sniper. And I guess it's like a little like mini doc on the sniper character. And in this, he's driving around in this fucking like 1965 Land Rover camper van or camper truck. <laughs> so I see the picture of this thing and I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> this is what you want it to look like? He's like, yeah, you got this, right? He's like, yeah, bitch. I'll see you in two weeks. He's like, you got this. I'm going to go watch the annoying orange. <laughs> I'm going to watch a fucking dubstep of Undertale now. So <laughs> why, don't you, uh, why don't you do this? I'll see you the night of the race, okay? <laughs> now clean yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I'm like, okay. But then it didn't stop there. Then he was like, yeah, and then we could have... Oh, well, back to the Humvee before we even got to this part. He wanted, he was, he said, well, then we could have, we could have all the characters on the top of it, like figures of them. I'm like, what the fuck is with this figure shit? And then, he, and then, and I'm like, what the fuck? And we could have the heavy character. He's sticking out of the top. And then like all the other ones are smaller in the background. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is a car. <laughs> You know how this works, right? We've done this like five times already. You know what the fucking cars are supposed to look like, right? I think I've got a new title for the episode. It's not just Muddy Whale. It's what? like the pitiable Muddy Whale. It's the what? The pitiable Muddy Whale. <laughs> <laughs> so so then so then so then so then it got to the the camper truck, right? And and then I was like I was like, Yeah, well, well we can do that. Look, I could try to make that. Can we put a rock'em sock'em robot on the roof? <laughs> No, wait, wait for it. Then he's like, then he's like, yeah. And then we can have, we can have fucking, we can have heavy driving it. It could be inside driving the car. I'm like, first of all, how the fuck am I gonna carve a fucking opening in this block of wood for a fucking figure to sit in? That's not happening. It's and then he's like, yeah. And then it, it could have uh, somebody on the whoever soldier or whatever the other character on the hood, and he's. He, kicking kicking the sniper off and he he'll be on the ground and i'm like wait there's no ground <laughs> there's no ground <laughs> he's like well oh what God. i'm like there's no ground it's a car it has four wheels there's no ground we're not building a ground platform too what the fuck this thing can only be seven inches long do they have wide specs dad yeah two and three quarters inches wide bitch <laughs> So as it is, I'm afraid it's going to be too tall because it's like three and a half inches tall. But there's no oh spec God. for how tall. It just has to fit through the gate at the end of the track, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> I've, sp- I've spent this week. Contemplating suicide. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything. There's nothing special about this week. Uh, no shit. Trust me, I know. But I've got it now to where I got the truck body part cut out and shaped and sanded and all that shit he helped me sand it and helped me cut some of the pieces some of the extra pieces and oh my god then i found some fucking i I 
bought some balsa wood and carved a camper shell out of it so that it didn't add any weight to the car. Because it can only weigh five ounces, too, by the way. Oh, my God. So I got to build this big camper shell that weighs nothing. And then I found some, because uh, it's, it's got to have, like, you know, camper shell's got, like, ridges in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I found some fucking dollhouse wainscoting. Whatever that means. You know, like, beadboard, like, paneling. Okay. And I cut that out and glued it to the to the sides and the top of the fucking balsa wood camper shell so that it actually looks like like it's supposed to look actually looks pretty good actually i'm kind of fucking impressed with myself <sighs> but i think it's all i think it's all ready to paint now so we'll see how we'll see how bad we can fuck it up with painting it it's i mean that all sounds really cool but it's just like the journey to get there <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god you poor bastard but it, I was thinking about it. It does kind of tie into Warhammer Forty Thousand. Now, okay. you know, now that we're when you said we were going to talk about that maybe tonight, it made yeah. me think about. I was like, oh, that's why I like doing this Pinewood Derby shit because yeah. that's because that's part of that that ties into that game is like they they encourage like customizing shit and scratch building your terrain and your the buildings that decorate the terrain or whatever. So I think that's partially where that comes from. And like doing old like old model kits when I was a kid, doing that kind of shit. So. Have you ever had a dream of like having a model railroad town? Fuck yes. Yeah. I have books. I have books on garden railways, bitch. How's the blacksmithing going? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on chapter one. <laughs> That's your fancy way of saying page one, right? <laughs> no. No, I, I might be on. I might be into chapter three. I can't remember. I think I'm gotcha. into the part where they he's talking about how to set up your fucking studio or your not your studio but your shop, <laughs> your forge, your studio. But now I moved on to uh, knife making. Now I have that knife gotcha. making book too. So I've been looking at that. Oh God. The first project is a really cool little light light chopping machete. Ooh. I thought about you. I was like, oh, he might like this. I would. But the whole project, it takes an old uh, existing machete, full-size machete, and it cuts it down to like a fucking, I don't know, 18-inch chopping machete thing. That's still cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my and then God. The, then the, next, the next project in the book is a knife out of an old file. Oh! So that's kind of cool. It's, if you knew, I think I've sort of told you, but if you knew about my collection... Of knives and swords and blades, you'd be worried. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you'd be worried if you knew how many knives and shit I had when I was, like, 13. (laughs) Nah. No, you probably wouldn't. Nah. Because, yeah, right now I'm looking at that, like, 12-inch blade I showed you. Yeah. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at I've got a sword over here. A sword. that, That looks like a fucking almost semi-swashbuckly sword. I think it's from India. It was made a, in India. It's called a rapier, sir? No, it's not a raper. A cutlass? A sort of cutlassy, yeah. And then there's like 6 to 12 other assorted blades around my room. It's not bad enough like I've got a blade in the shower, though. I'm not that fucking weird. I used to love going to the mall and going to fucking uh, Chicago Cutlery. Uh, okay. Wasn't that what it was? Chicago Cutlery? Or what was it? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I think so. It was a knife store. But they sold, like, steak knives, like, really nice steak knives and shit. But they also had, like, you know, skinning knives and 
all kinds of shit. Okay. I'm just saying. Oh, I thought there was more to that. I like knives. So do I. I've never been, like, guns I don't get the fascination with, but knives... I used to like those when I was a kid, too. Now I don't. Now they just worry me. Yeah. I've, I've never understood that my dad was a gun dude. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the same artistic... Charge? Yeah, like, the same, like, ooh, that's, that looks pretty. You know, or that's... Yeah. That's a fucking hot knife. <laughs> yeah. I don't get I know some people do get that over guns, which is fucking frightening to me, but over knives I I do. I like the I like yeah, like the craftsmanship and the handles and stuff. I like all that shit. Yeah, I love looking at like a nice sharp blade. I'm gonna pull this for the for a future court date for future <laughs> court, uh in case the FBI asks for it. Yeah. Yeah, especially in an episode where we're talking about, like, killing fucking characters, killing top fucking government officials and shit. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this is definitely going to go through some fucking analyzer somewhere, and they're going to be pulling out fucking keywords and be like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, well, now you got me not wanting to say nothing else. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Well, let's do thank yous and get out of here. Okay. Uh, thank yous, as per usual, go to at the J Sarge for music, at Sherry Says for logo, at JP Montgomery for pictures, and at looking. Did I say Sherry Says or Archinoff? I don't remember now. At Sherry Archinoff. There, you can cut that in if I fucked it up again. Okay. Or you can just play it as it is. I don't give a fuck. And at looking for a for Knights of Nerd Blitzdom. Um, time for our shit iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, uh, nerdblitz.com. Find everything there. Redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash portfolio. TSDJAProductions.bandcamp.com. Me at Scooby Doom. Me at Fitzman73. Us at NerdBlitzPod. Everything? That's everything. Oh, I thought we were going to keep going with the caveman theme. Ugh, everything. Till next time. Bye. Come back. Sanity depends. It on. <laughs> Shit eat. You. <laughs> Dick suck you. <laughs> Two. <laughs> this has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.